10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Welcome everybody. This is the 18 Wells Talk Show talk show podcast and this is the live and uncut raw and the truth about the cdl industry and today we're going to be talking about that psp report versus that mbr report because so many of you truck drivers are tearing up your psp report and it's not always about your mbr report it's about that psp report because that ps psp report is what's going to get you hired with these big companies and if you're out there messing up your psp report and getting all these violations and getting 40 points on your csa score nobody is gonna wanna mess with you so today we're going to talk about that because so many people are talking to me and asking me hey what's what's the difference between my psp report and my mvr report what podcast is just for you so i want to bring it in to my favorite co-host we got my boy lover boy lamont lover boy where you with yeah boy and it's just me and lover boy right now and the ladies are probably getting later but this is a topic for us and we're going to share it to you raw and uncut and let y'all know of how to take care of your psp report versus your mbr report lover boy what you was up to this weekend man what you been up to man oh, uh, your brother man. had a birthday man how old he, he turned it uh, 43 you know he's getting a little old you know he was good in spirits when i talked to him you know what i'm saying uh he that oh I I thought he was in his thirties like nah, that boy getting old. He getting old, getting old, you know. That's yeah, how it is, you know. I talked to him earlier, did a video call with him from you know what I'm saying his location and uh, he was in good spirits. He was in good spirits. Yeah. You know, that's how it yeah. is. You know, a couple of tragedies in the family. Uncle passed away last night and uh. I'm sorry to hear that, bro. When it happened? Last night? You said last night? Yeah, yeah. Last night got a phone call. One of my uncles passed. He's my mom's uh, baby brother. Yeah, he passed away. So, you know. Hmm. And pray it go up to the Jackson family, man. We got to lift this man up in his spirits, man. We got to send him a case of Nathan's and shit to get his <laughs> fucking spirits up. That will get that boy's spirits up in case of them. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I wish you on your end, though. Uh, you know, we out here grinding, you know, with the Wiley Corporation team and 18 Wolves team, you know, trying to get these drivers in the seat to make some good money out here because Wiley Corporation is hiring for a new car track and we're paying 65 cents per mile, 100% drop and hook. It is OTR. So drivers, when you hit me up, don't hit me up if you want to be home every night. Hit me up if you want to run a road and make some serious money. You can gross at least two grand a week. Uh, 100% drop and hook. We have medical benefits. We have all types of sign-on bonuses. So check us out at wileycorporation.com. And make sure you check out that 18 Wheel store because it's getting hot, people. We started putting up them spring products because it's getting hot down here in Florida. It's like 90 degrees down here, bro. I'm telling you. Like, I went from... 90 is 90. I went from cold weather up north to I went to Texas. I got caught up in a I think I got caught up in the first time in a tornado, like in the truck. Yeah, I like, saw you eating that hot dog in there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I said, God damn, I don't know what's more. I'm looking at the winds. You got the hot dog in your hand. You're like, no, no. Look, I experienced my first Whataburger. You know about Whataburger, right? Yeah, like I experienced Whataburger. Man, that shit is nasty. <laughs> I, I, I heard it wasn't all that. Yo, we got like five guys got better burgers than Whataburger. They, they, like they, I saw this guy and he did like a um a comparison. It was a, a burgers and shakes. It was five guys and it was another burger. And he said five guys hand down had the best burger. Man, what a burger! It was terrible. I'm like, it remind me of going to McDonald's, just a bigger burger. You so know. So what you just done like the dry meat? Nah, it it, it just it, <laughs> <laughs> it just wasn't what I expected. I mean, seeing the movies, I think I watched the movie and it was like. What is it to do in Texas? You gotta go to Whataburger. 
So I'm seeing all these Whataburgers all over the place. I'm like, man, what the hell is a Whataburger? Let me go ahead and try it. So I parked at the QT as I was waiting to pick up my load. And I went, I walked over to the Whataburger before the tornado came. And I was like, oh, let me get, let me get, let me try one of those. So that, one thing I can say about Whataburger, they give you a lot of something to drink. But I mean, it's not the hype. It's not what it, like what we thought it was. I mean, it was okay. I, I guess it was like a, it was more compared to me like Burger King, like for real. It was like, you know how the WAP is, you get the big burger and stuff like that. Before it's like flavor. actual flavor, like burgers and shakes. Anybody went to burgers and shakes in Miami, or if you, you know, ate at Five Guys, and it's a, it's a lot of other burger places, but I don't see what the hype was. It's in Whataburger. So if anybody loves Whataburger, then hit us up and let us know what you love about Whataburger because I wasn't feeling a Whataburger for real. Man, I know. I, you I, used to, I used to think of um, Sonic had a good burger until I, it was only good to me. I figured out because when you go venture out and you know you take a trip, you see one, you go. But when you start finding it in your neighborhood, you try it, you like this shit is garbage. Sonic falling off, bro, because Sonic yeah. used to be fly. Sonic used to have the girls coming out, you know, on the roller skates and everything. And they got but... one wheel, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> they closing up shop. Like, I done passed yeah. by some abandoned Sonics and stuff. Like, I, I went to Sonic for the slushies, the, the cranberries. Yeah. Mm. The slushies are off the hook. I wasn't really a big fan of the food, but the, the slushies off the hook. But the experience used to be like a drive-through experience, and then now they're killing the drive-through experience because I guess nobody, to, you know, people making so much money on TikTok and Facebook and Instagram, they like, man, I'm not skating out for this little bit of money. So I think that's where the experience has gone. Like social media is like ruining the experiences of some of these restaurants, and it's crazy, man. I, I was just on social media, and I just did you hear about the girl that jumped off a cruise ship? Did you hear about no? That? No. Yo, this girl, I guess, I don't know. She was there with her significant other, and they was in the adult section on Carnival. And I guess, you know, something happened. Something kicked off. She probably went through his phone and saw some pictures. I don't know. You know how y'all women I go through a brother's phone, saw something y'all didn't like, and then boom, you get mad. So she get mad, and then the security on the ship they were escorting her out. Now they have the video online. You can check the video out online. They have her. She was yelling for her friend, one of her friends or whatever, because they had her, you know, hands behind her back. Now the security, if you ever been on a carnival cruise, they do not have guns, but they do have handcuffs. So somehow she broke loose from them and she jumped off the cruise ship on the Lido deck. So if you've been on a cruise, you know what the Lido deck, that is the top deck. She jumped off the cruise ship. They said she hit her head on the side of the boat and she landed in the water and they found her body like two days later. Shark attack. So guess what? The passengers, of course, the Karens or whatever, they're saying that Carnival needs to pay up because they were traumatized because she she jumped off the boat. So what do you think about that? Do you think Carnival is supposed to pay up money because a passenger jumped off the boat? That could happen at any time. Uh, I just I just think, hey man, freak incident. She saw something she ain't want to say. Either scared the shit out of her or she just wanted to end her life because she couldn't live no longer. You know oh, she saying? maybe got caught in some shit. I don't oh, yeah. know. Somebody, somehow, her mind told her this is my best way to escape all this shit and leave everything behind. And I see him in the afterlife. But find somebody just somehow I owe you because you seen death. <laughs> shit, people kill rats and roaches all the time. Should I get hey, paid? <laughs> hey, I don't understand what was her thinking somebody said she probably was on drugs or whatever but it was it's not like they was like at an island where she could just like oh i'm gonna jump off the boat and swim to the island they was in the middle of the ocean nothing around and she jumped off a moving cruise ship and and you know you know those cruise ships they got the propellers in the back that that's that sucks you in so i mean oh yeah did she get killed by the impact against the cruise ship nah. or did she, she get she hit by the propellers <laughs> yeah that water you know what i'm saying she hopping off that's a that's a drop 
when your body jump jumping from that uh distance shit that's like hitting goddamn brick exactly and they said she hit face first it wasn't like a dive like she dived in she dived in and got it she hit face first i mean you can look at the video check out the video it's all over i mean it happened in i think february 12th around valentine's day i guess they was on a valentine's day cruise and she chose to jump off a carnival cruise ship and it's like so now carnival is going on through all this because it's now if, if everybody had been on carnival carnival is the party boat carnival is the boat that you go and party and have fun if you want to go and have a quiet experience then you go on to Norwegian or Royal Caribbean or or uh, what's the other one uh, with a V? What is it? Um, Vince? Some something with a V. But you go on those trips. But Carnival has always been the party boat. That's why their prices are so cheap. But then they get you in the long run because you get on there and like, oh, it's what three hundred dollars a person, and then they gonna hit you for internet. They gonna hit you for the drink package. You gonna you gonna end up spending the amount of money that you would have went on Norwegian or Royal Caribbean. So and also get a different crowd going on carnival now is like flying spirit you know what i mean like you don't know what you're gonna like get on tv exactly you're gonna get a show but oh, those people dead. didn't expect for a jump off of the cruise ship to her death that wasn't the the uh highlight of the week did you What's see the highlight? The, did you see the the netflix special with chris rock oh my gracious oh, bro we gotta talk about that i was just watching it before the podcast come on like he went in him he made some really good points because at the end of the day is he praised will smith like yo i love you bro for 10 years i ain't do nothing to you but the problem wasn't with me <laughs> the problem was with jada <laughs> so what are you gonna come out you you think i mean because we know chris got paid from that slap he, he made money off of the off of the stand-up all his stuff was sold out after this and this this was in baltimore so, yes ago. and that's what and that's where jada's from it's, that's what i was saying he's from jada and i think that's why he did it there in baltimore, in baltimore. i thought that too yeah i was thinking that i said he did this in baltimore because she from baltimore yeah, but he was ultimate. he was right but he was right about will smith he is selective, selective. yeah because chris rock didn't do anything to him so y'all gotta watch that netflix special with uh with uh chris rock he went in on them for 10 minutes 10 minutes and i am like how he was right how if someone cheated on you, how can you put them on TV and ask you how does it feel? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, that was that was that was deep. That was deep right there. That's humiliating. So it's like if somebody cheated on you, you keep that in house in your family, and you you work it out between you and your significant other. But you go on the red table and like, how do you feel about this? So. Honestly, I think this is going to end the Smiths' relationship for real. Cause hey, this... man! It, 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 but see, they you got to realize with them though, they they lived this lifestyle for a long time, and uh, when you invite that kind of stuff into your relationship, you're gonna have it. So he invited that, she invited. That. It's just that I think she took advantage more of the situation. But if you are doing things like that, it should be in house. It should never be public for the world to see. Because that's once the true. world is see, the world's going to judge. And but, that's what happened in his case. But it's, I mean, people in the celebrity and, and the rich and famous, they cheat on each other. They divorce each other all the time. But. Is it public? When it, it's public. And then the thing about it, she slept with your son's best friend. Yeah. So that right there is even worse. Like your son's best friend like how humiliating is that it's like I, honestly i don't even think they together i think they just like you haven't yeah. really seen anything will and jada jada will doing his own thing jada quiet right now honestly i think they not even together right now like after all that <laughs> but but it was funny when he said that, that wasn't even will smith on the stage that was tupac <laughs> <laughs> 
said I was a no, nah, no. Nah, he said it was Suge. Suge Smith. Suge Smith. Yeah. I just finished watching it again. It is hilarious. And then he he made some good valid points. How he talk about older women versus younger women. Can I get some shoes? Can I get some shoes? Can I get some shoes? <laughs> and he said what? He said yeah, older women. Can I? I want to get my roof fixed. <laughs> Young women don't want much, you know. Older women, they want it all. So you know, you I don't know it. these young women. They want a little more than some shoes. <laughs> they want some Louis Vuittons and a, and a Birkin bag. They want a little more than that. But I get what you're saying. A, it, might, it might be the particular woman he's looking for. See what I'm saying? If you're looking for a girl who just want, you know, what I'm saying, a young girl who just going, you know, want some shoes. Yeah, and you meet them at the club. That's true. He said he want Doja Cat. <laughs> He's yeah. like, I want me a Doja Cat. I ain't getting my body in shape for Anita Baker. <laughs> so he, he already let you know what's it? What's his long game? What he trying to do? <laughs> That's funny. Can I get some shoes? And, and a little bit of the comedy. I said I wanted that Dave Chappelle help him write some of them jokes because it sound like a little bit yeah, of Dave. Yeah, I, I said I said I wanted that Dave help him out because you know you want to make a splash. And you know, Dave the baddest motherfucker right now doing this motherfucker. So I'm like, sounding, even when he dropped the mic, that was a Dave type thing. That was a Dave thing, yeah. yeah. Even with when he started talking kind of about the uh, Kardashians and stuff like that. Yeah. That kind of, you know, I was like, you know, it sounded like a little Dave. But I mean, he, it was a good show. You know what I mean? It definitely like, was. It, I mean, he, the way he, and, you know, it shows his 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 knowledge of the game because how he interact with the audience you know what i mean yeah, like yeah. i mean he's he's like he just like i'm just talking to y'all like i'm talking to you me and you how we talk and stuff and it's like it was like probably like two three thousand people in that audience but the wild night. part about it it was live it was live no yeah. no no well, now that it was live netflix did something they ain't never done before i don't think Netflix had it live, so you had to tune in at 10 o'clock, and it was like watching it as you were there. Yeah. They made a lot of money. Yeah, they made a killing. He, and he said, I'm going to make a lot of money on this, and he said he was going to spin it on the P. <laughs> hey, and he made a valid point. Remember you was talking about holding hands and stuff like that? He was like, he can count every buddy lick, but he... He know he he don't know how many butts he licked, but he know how many hands, how many hands he hold him. Cause if we hold hands, we together. <laughs> so yeah, that was an interesting topic, man. I mean, it was it was funny. I mean, did you see the Simone? Did anybody see the uh, Simone? No, uh, I haven't seen that one. Uh, I you know you know Simone always talking. You know she got the you know she got that mouth on her. She looks good though. She look like she had some surgery done, uh, but I, I wasn't feeling it like how I was how her old special was done. Like, like me, I like when I go see comedians, I want to like be dying, crying, laughing. You know, like Cat Williams, Kevin Hart. My last Mike, Cat Williams, I, I wasn't dying laughing. I was. You like, wasn't dying. I haven't nah. seen him in a while. He he's it back was, on it tour. Was, it's probably the same time when you seen him. But I seen him up here in Baltimore. And it was, it, it was like, oh, it was man. just okay. It was, yeah. That's how I felt about Mike Epps. You know what I mean? Mike Epps is Mike better Epps to me on. He's better Mike on Epps, TV. Exactly. You know. Yeah. Because Mike, a lot of things, a lot of people like when you're doing stand up and things. You might like even even uh, uh, think Chris Rock put on like a lot of a lot of comics. You don't you have to be funny. All you got to be able to get up there and, you know, go on show and you can make a facial gesture mm-hmm. and make something funny. You know what I'm saying? Like with Mike Epps, he likes, he makes a lot of facial gestures, but it's not working for him. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's just not. I mean, I, I don't, I'll go see him and support him, but he's not the funniest person in the world to me. Hmm. Well, y'all check out that Netflix special with Chris Rock and some more. It was hilarious. And send us some comments and let us know what you think. Lover boy, it's time to get into them sports. Let's talk about what's going on. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. And you know what time it is. And if you don't know, I mean, it is NBA at its finest. 
Woo, let's get into the games over the week. We had the Suns take on the Mavs. The Suns, 130. The Mavs, 126. And if you didn't know, or you was under a rock and didn't know, Kevin Durant is played for the Suns now. Yes, he has switched those teams and about to end a whole lot of players' dreams. We had Kevin Durant. He had 37 points, 3 assists, 7 rebounds. Devin Booker, 36 points, 10 assists with 5 rebounds. And CP3, if you don't know Chris Paul by now, woo, he had 11 points, 7 assists with 6 rebounds. But let's not discount the Mavs in this one because they did it, but they just didn't do it well enough because Kyrie Irving was in his back, shaking and baking, moving like he does. He had 30 points, 7 assists with 4 rebounds. Luka Doncic, he had 34 points, 4 assists with 9 rebounds. And Tim Hardaway Jr., he had 21 points, 1 assist, and 1 rebound. And the Suns get the win. Next game, the Pacers taking on the Bulls. The Pacers, 125. Let's talk about those Pacers before we get into a little more. Those Pacers, man, they they going to shock some teams. The Pacers are going to shock some teams. And here's why I say, if you don't know, let's talk about this kid. Tyler Halliburton. Tyler Halliburton, he's one of those guys, when you see him, you don't think much of him. But he will, man, he will put you to sleep. He has a game. I'm, I'm like, I like his game. I really do. I like everything he does with his game. Man, he's just one of those guys, man. If you're, if you're on those patients, you're wondering, man, how far can Tyler Hurton Tyler beat these guys? Because, man, I swear, this game, the game that he performed yesterday, it was exquisite. If you don't know, let's get into it. Yeah, you had those patients taking on those Bulls. It was a tough one. The Bulls. 122, the Pacers 125. Woo! Let's get right down to the meat and potatoes. Tyler Halliburton, he had 29 points, 11 assists, 3 rebounds. Professor, give me some love. What was that? It had to be a double-double, brother. Had to be a double-double. Sound it's like me back in the day. <laughs> I hear that. He had Miles Turner, 16 points, 1 assist, 3 rebounds, and... Benedict Mathurin, 17 points, 3 assists, 4 rebounds. But let's talk about Zach Levine. Zach Levine, 42 points, 4 assists, 4 rebounds. Good God almighty. DeMar DeRozan, 23 points, 3 assists, 5 rebounds. And Nikola Vucevic, he had 12 assists, 5 rebounds, and 9 assists. And the Pacers get the win next game. This was a tight one. This was an overtime thriller. If you wasn't there, you know what I'm talking about. The Knicks taking on the Celtics. The Knicks 131. The Celtics 129. R.J. Bird, are you ready? 29 points, 3 assists, 11 rebounds. Julius, big dog Randall, 31 points, 4 assists with 9 rebounds. And Emmanuel quickly, he had 38 points. Seven assists and eight rebounds. Let's talk about the losers of this team. The Jason Tatum, he had four assists. Me had 40 points, six assists with 11 rebounds for a double-double. Jalen Brown, 29 points, one assist with eight rebounds. And Al Horford, 20 points, six assists with 14 rebounds for a double-double. But they go down. The Knicks take care of their B.I. Next game, the Warriors took on the Lake Show. The Warriors, Steph Curry, just getting back in tune. They had 105. The Lakers, 113. Let's get down to it. Steph Curry, 27 points, 6 assists with 2 rebounds. Klay Thompson, 22 points, 3 assists with 5 rebounds. And Draymond Green, 15 points, 3 assists, and 8 rebounds. But let's talk about my team, your team. You already know. The Lakes Show, Anthony Davis, 39 points, 6 assists. 8 rebounds. Austin Reeves, 16 points, 8 assists with 2 rebounds. And Troy Brown, 14 points, 2 assists with 8 rebounds. And that's how you get it done in the NBA. Next up, you had the Bucks taking on the Wiz. That's right, the Bucks taking on the Wiz kids. The Bucks 
117. The Wizards, 111. Giannis Antetokounmpo, he had 23 points, 13 assists with 10 rebounds. What was that, Professor? It's a double-double, brother. <laughs> no, no, that's a triple-double. He had a triple-double. Come Ooh, on now. Who had a triple-double? Giannis. He oh, yeah? Had, he had 23 points, 13 assists with 10 rebounds. If that's been a triple-double, I don't know what it is. <laughs> hey, I need to go battle that brother then. Yeah, yeah, I need to get yeah. back on the court. <laughs> true holiday. He had 19 points, 7 assists, 9 rebounds, and B. Lo Brian, uh, Brian Lopez, he had 15 points, one assist, and six rebounds. Let's talk about the struggling wizard. Chris Porzingis, he had 24 points, five assists. Yes, they're struggling. 24 hmm. points, five assists, 13 rebounds. Bradley Bell, 33 points, two assists with nine rebounds. And Denny Avia, he had 17 points, two assists with six rebounds. But let's talk about this next game. This next game, man, we're going to get into it. The next game, because the Grizzlies took on the Clippers. The Grizzlies 129. The Clippers 135. The Grizzlies without their starting point guard, Ja Morant. We're going to get into it, but let's get into this game. Desmond Bain, he had 30 points, 6 assists with 4 rebounds. Jaron Jackson, he had 24 points, 2 assists with 5 rebounds. And Tyus Jones, 25 points, 12 assists with 3 rebounds. Let's talk about the Clippers. The Clippers, Kanad, Kawhi Leonard, 34 points, 4 assists, 10 rebounds, for a double-double. Paul George, some call him PG-13, woo, because there was a rated-R show this time, though. He had 42 points, 3 assists, and 11 rebounds. And Eric Gordon, he had 17 points, 2 assists, and 2 rebounds. And, man, this game could have went on and on, but the Clippers take care of their business. And with no John Morant, hey, no wonder it took care of business. Before we get into the John Morant story, here were some more notable games that happened in the NBA. You had the Rockets taking on the Spurs. The Rockets, 142. The Spurs, 10. We had the Blazers taking on the Magic. Dame time as usual, 122 to 119. And we had the Thunder taking on the Jazz. The Jazz, 119. The Thunder, 129. And let's get into it. John Morant. John Morant, this guy, he just signed one of the biggest deals of his NBA career. Mm. He just signed a power aid deal. He just signed a Nike deal. And then the next couple days, article comes out where at a pickup game sometime last year, he pulled a gun out on a kid at a basketball game. And I'm like, why? And then if that didn't just make everybody start to look at job funny he was in the club the other night on instagram with a gun showing a gun i'm like dude you, you're ruining your career what is going on with job i blame this pr this pr team is terrible because there's no way that shouldn't happen like at the end of the day the nba is an image and you have an image to uphold you're supposed kids are supposed to look up to you and you're walking around flashing a gun. I don't know what's going on in his head, but I guarantee you his career is about to be over if he don't clean this up. If they yeah, don't clean this up, it's going to be over. It's, it's crazy because, you know, everybody was looking at this, this. Everybody was looking at this kid as being the next up and coming. And now he's about to throw it. They already suspended him from two games. But now I'm hearing they're possibly trying to suspend him for the rest of the season because they're trying to say that that gun he had, he might have carried it on the plane because it didn't happen in Memphis. They're trying to say this happened in Utah, in which I mean they said he carried the gun with him on the plane illegally, and then they're trying to trump some charges on him. So it's going to be a long road for this kid. He better get it together now while he can. But uh, that's going to be it for the NBA, man. We're going to keep y'all updated what's going on with John Morant because, man, he needs, he needs to get his head in the game. I know that's right. I'm give it up for that boy, lover boy with them sports. <clears throat> that's crazy. People are tripping. Yes. Now we're going to talk about, we're going to get into this podcast. We're going to talk about 
the PSP report versus that MVR report. Now, brother, what do you what do you think when you think about your MVR report? What does your MVR report mean to you? Well, my MVR report was it was gonna show like uh uh it's gonna show infractions. It's gonna show like if I got a ticket, if I was speeding, uh, and you know. It's a it's a bad mark if anything shows up on it when you like when you go get your like your your ten year history of your driving your five year mm -hmm. history of your driving and you got to pass mm -hmm. those in if you're trying to get a job and you know those are things that you know can potentially hold you back. That's true. And the NVR report states everything that's on your driver's license. What do you think when you think about a PSP report? When I think of a PSP report, I'm thinking of something that's things that when you're out there on the road and you're driving and natural, maybe I wouldn't say your uh, personal vehicle. When you, I'm thinking when you're probably in your in your vehicle and you get pulled over something that you didn't check. As far mm -hmm. as uh, you, you you're riding around and your and your tire percentage isn't the right thing, or you, you you got something hanging off your truck or of your vehicle that shouldn't be there, or mm -hmm. something that's broke, and this is all saying that basically you don't know how to do a proper pre-trip inspection. That's true. Now your PSP, PSP if you people don't know what PSP report means, PSP is pre-employment screening program. So it's basically when you want to go get you a job driving these 18 wheelers or even buses, whatever, if you're in the commercial industry, this is the report that companies pull on you to wean out bad drivers. Now, I'm going to tell you how deep this report goes. It goes deeper than your NVR. This PSP report is attached to your CSA. Now, if y'all don't know the CSA points, if your CSA points get too high, they will suspend your license. But let me tell you this. Your PSP report now is getting connected to your NVR. So you guys that's not out here and females too, because it's females out here that's not doing it too. If you're not paying your child support, if you're not paying your child support, guess where it's going to end up? On your NVR. And guess what? It's going to end up on your PSP report. They're putting child support on your PSP report. It's more than just violations. People got to understand that your driver's license, your regular, whatever you do in a commercial, in a, in a regular vehicle is tied to what you do in a commercial vehicle. So if you're a motorcycle rider like myself, you want to go out here and you want to do 120 miles an hour, out here on the highway just be mindful if you get caught with that ticket on that motorcycle it's gonna go on your psp report mm. as you were driving reckless speeding and it ain't have to it don't have nothing to do with a commercial vehicle this is how the government is trying to wean out the bad drivers and bring in the good driver no driver is perfect I'm going to tell you that like right now. Not even myself. Now, I say I have a perfect driving record, but it goes deeper than that. It goes driver, criminal, everything. No driver is perfect. You're going to get into you're going to get something because it's not about safety anymore. It's about money. And this is how they pay for these highways through the truck driver. So if you get a check engine light on your truck and then the driver, if the DLT officer wants to go deep in, it could be something like, oh, you got an ABS light. Sometimes the ABS light pops on and on on your, on your truck when you pull in a trailer. Or it can go in and go out. If that DLT officer sees that, he's going to write you up a citation and get it fixed. He's, just going, he's not going to shut you down. You're just going to give you a citation. You got to get it fixed in 30 days. But guess what? It goes on your PSP report. So as you get these small violations, oh, I just got a, I just got a, 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 a warning. 
it's gonna go in your PSP report. And this is what's stopping so many drivers of getting jobs. I can't tell you how many people done came in the door, bro. And I can't hire them. <laughs> we can't hire them because they done screwed their PSP report in less than one year. Because people are not taking it. They driving trucks like cars. I had one guy that he good driving record. He had misdemeanor and a, he had a misdemeanor and a felony. Still could have got on. But guess what he got disqualified for on his PSP report? Driving a commercial vehicle on a cell phone. Like that's one of the biggest no-goes on your PSP report. Like you cannot, it's too many devices that you can have. You can use speaker, you can use Bluetooth, you can use headset. It's no reason why you should be riding down this road in a commercial vehicle with a phone to your head. That's like the biggest violation that nobody want to touch you on other than speed and reckless driving. They taking these things serious and then people are not understanding that how it's affecting their license. But I'm just letting you guys know, and females, you're not paying that child support. <laughs> Guess where it's going to be? It's going to be on your PSP report. When the last time you checked your PSP report, bro? Uh, never. <laughs> he said never. But you got to check it. Yeah, for $10, you can check it. You got to check it. You got to see what's on there. We have a driver that it's stuff on her PSP report that she didn't even know what on there because guess what the DOT cop I don't know what happened at the stop on the road of course when you meet these DOT officers you don't want to give them attitude it's the same way if you're in your car don't give them attitude why you pull me over they don't need a reason to pull you over it's not the same as you're in a car they don't need probable cause to pull you over so if you're in your commercial vehicle and you get pulled over by any police officer and he want to check your credentials, you need to be the nicest person in the world. Oh, yeah. So he can get you in <laughs> and get you out of there and you can get back on the road. But if you it throw him attitude, like maybe that what might have happened, what she did, what he did, he gave her a ticket for speeding. But he also gave her tickets for other things. One, driving over your eight hour limit everybody knows if you're on that eld you can only drive for eight hours until you have to take a 30 minute break you cannot go over that that is a major violation it's going to go on your psp report if you don't have a eld instructions manual vehicle that tells the t officer how to work that eld He's going to put that on your PSP report. So you got to have an instruction manual. Like you can't be in the truck and you have your permits. If you don't have that instruction manual of how to work your ELD, if it's on your phone or you have a tablet, how to work that system in your truck. If you got Samsung, you got Omnitrax, you got PeopleNet, you have to have at least a laminated instruction card in your vehicle to now, let them know how to work it. If you don't, that's a violation. So basically they come to you and be like, hey, uh, you got the manual for this, sir? Correct. Like, oh man, left it in my bag. Oh, oh, they didn't give me one. They, they didn't give me one. You better get one because if you don't have that instruction manual on how to work that ELD, that's a violation. They're gonna ask you that. You got the instruction manual, even if they, even if they know how to work it, they're going to ask you if you got that instruction manual to work that ELD and you say no, what that's a say? violation. It's three points. It's now three I say, points. Uh, I got it on my phone. Download it. No, it has to be in Lamin the truck. That's, it's got to be in your truck just like your Lamin registration. You should have your permit books. Your permit book with all your permits and arm, arms reach. It should be either in your door or in your cubby hole at the top. If you don't have it there, you can't have it in the back of your bunk. 
if you can't have it in it you should not get out of your seat to go get your registration it should be glove compartment cubby hole or door you got to keep them in there because that's what they're looking at like i i've talked to you know some of the uh instructors that pull trucks over i I talked to a retired instructor just to get his take this guy does not have a cdl he was basically trained on violations he's never driven a truck before but he's able to give road tests (laughs) he's able to take you out on a road test and see if you are a suitable driver to drive for a company but he has never had a cdl but how can if he never had a CDL, how is he able to? Because of his DOT experience, oh. he's been he's a certified DOT instructor, and a lot of these DOT cops that pull you up have never driven trucks before. They're basically trained to find problems with your truck. Oh. You're always gonna find something wrong with a truck. <laughs> it's like it could just be the smallest, or it could just be the smallest thing. If you really go deep into a truck, you'll find something, something little, something small. That's why you got to always check on your truck. Check out the airlines, check on the leaks, air leaks, things of that nature. You got to check on everything because if you don't check it, and if, even if it's just a out, if it's a low, low air pressure warning, tire low pressure, and you get to pump it up, it's still going to go on your PSP report. If you get any type of infraction, if you don't have the registration in your box, it's gonna go in your PSP report. Well, what what are the the odds of on a daily that you'll be stopped? Oh, you could get stopped in every state. I was coming from Texas to Florida, right? I'm rolling. I'm looking good. Truck clean, shining. Boom! I'll come as soon as I hit the Florida line from what well, I think it was Alabama. Yeah. Soon as I hit the Florida line from Alabama, because uh, onboarded the one of the trucks with a new company, of course, when you onboard a new truck with a new company, you can use the registration, but you have to tape it to the window. So until the hard tag comes, so you don't have a hard tag, you have the registration taped in the window. First thing he did, so I put on the scale. I knew my weight was good. I was probably like thirty-two thousand. So. 32,000 on just probably like 65,000 pounds. Your gross weight is 80,000. So I was nowhere near over my weight limit. He said, Wiley, I need you to come in and show me them permits. That's what he said. Talked on the intercom. I pulled around, took the permits in. All he wanted to see was the registration to make sure that I was able to operate in fl- so on your registration it shows you every single state that you can operate in and he went down you could just he was pointing his finger he was just looking for florida he didn't want to check nothing else i was like hey you need my dot card he was like no i don't need that he just wanted to make sure that i was legal because he could talk about florida people transport so much stuff in florida and i'm coming through there with no tag with a paper in the window so he wanted to see that and he was like you got your ifters i was like yeah i got my ifters my ifters already on the truck and i got the if the registration right here he's like okay you good man thank you for everything you do and have a safe trip welcome home we told so guys but i was nervous when i went through there because guess what my marker light on top of the tractor was flickering and going in and out so if he would have paid it if he really paid attention and saw that marker light flickering and going out guess what he would have pulled me over and he would have gave me a repair order to fix that marker light and guess where guess where that marker light would have been on my psp report they would have showed hey marker light out psp report so now that I'm getting ready to get back on the road, I know I'm on my 34-hour reset. First thing I did, guess where I went at? Peterbilt. Got to go get a marker light because guess what? I have a registration in the window. I have to go, when you come out of Florida, you have to go through several scales and an agriculture scale. Now, I'm telling you guys about when you come to Florida, ladies and females, 
you come to Florida, you have to go into that agri- catch agricultural scale. I don't care if you're not even hauling agriculture freight. You got to go in that scale because if they catch you, they're going to burn your ass up and it's going to be so many points on your PSP report. It clearly says, the sign says, trucks, trailers, campers, everything pull in. So you see people just blowing past it. And it's up to the officer. You might catch him on a day like he like, man, I ain't going out there and mess with them. But then you might have when there's a whole bunch of them there, which is pretty much in the daytime, and they're gonna come through and they're gonna catch your ass. They're gonna they're gonna run out and pull you down and like, why didn't you go past? That's like a fifty hundred dollar ticket, and it's on your PSP report. I don't know how many points it is, but you when you come to Florida, make sure you go into every scale unless you have a prepass. If you don't have a prepass, you need to go into every scale. If you have a prepass, then that will bypass you if it beeps green. It'll bypass you and it'll tell you that you can keep going. So that's one thing that everybody needs to pay attention when they want to get to Florida because everybody wants to bring loads to Florida. But the problem with Florida is, there's no loads going out. And if you get a load, it's going to be shit pay to mm. get out of Florida, you know? So is, but it, it, is it worth getting out of Florida? Like, is it worth trying to find a load just to come out if you know it's going to be a shitty pay? Unless I mean, you're going to make you, it up on the back end going up. If you make it out. up on the back end, same as you get a $7,000 load to come to Florida. you like, bam, I done made some Florida and I could reset in Florida. You got to look at everything you get you're getting the warm weather the beaches and stuff like that so most drivers they're gonna party in florida for the weekend you know for two three two and a half days they're gonna be at the beaches they're gonna be down miami they're gonna be doing this and that but then when it's time for you to get that load out of florida the rates are so low the best place to get out of florida is just probably just to get to atlanta you want to get to atlanta so you can get you more money out of atlanta because if you're dealing with brokers if you're not dealing with a company that has their own freight then they could be paying you less than a dollar a mile to get out of Florida. And then you, you'll get the fuel surcharge. So you look in that part, you probably making a dollar 20 to get, just to get out of Florida. That's just fuel. It's six hours to get out of Florida. It's six to eight hours to get out of Florida, depending on which way you're going and where you at. But if you in Miami, it's going to take you about seven hours just to get out of Florida. So if they, if the rate is that low, then you're like, damn, was it worth me even coming down here? <laughs> no. But I had fun. I got to shake my ass on the beach and stuff like that. You got to look at it. You got to weigh it out. But it is reefer season that's coming up. We're coming into March. So all y'all reefer haulers down here, y'all know it's reefer season coming up. That's when the produce is getting ripe, the oranges, all that. That is coming out of Florida. But it only runs from, I think, the end of March to maybe like June, July. And is that good pay? Oh, it's a, it's very good pay if you got a reefer and you come down to Florida. It's very good pay, you know. But right now, that's all they got. You just, it's just like you got to pick and choose where you're going to go from. And then if you're coming into Florida, it's the same thing when you're going out of Florida. You got to stop into them scales. I think I went I ran through four scales just to get to Miami. Once I hit that state line, I was coming from the intercoastal. So I'm coming across the Pensacola, Tallahassee way from Alabama, from Texas. So I'm coming from that part of Florida where the time is different. It's an hour behind. And then you get in, you get down into Florida and then the time changed once you get past Tallahassee. And I'm telling you, as soon as I put on that scale, he immediately told me to bring my permits in. And I was like, oh, man, I'm going to do, we doing a podcast on PSP Report. I hope he don't get me on this light. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, it's good. I guess you got you got, you got to ask yourself, man, when you go out there, you pre-trip your vehicle. Now, what I was thinking was, and let's say I'm, I'm, I'm driving my vehicle. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, my check engine light comes on. And then five minutes later, I get pulled over. So now I'm like, damn, what? It's, it's nothing you can do at that point, correct? It's not. 
it's really nothing you can do just like with that light it was really nothing i can do i mean it, what they're going to do is look at when you did your pe- your your pre-trips when you stopped when you checked your vehicle okay they're going to look at your eld like you're supposed to stop within technically 100 miles but nobody stops in 100 miles to be honest but you're supposed to stop 100 150 miles and check your vehicle stuff like that make sure everything is right but really nobody do that you know you drive three four hours you can drive 400 miles before you stop again and a light could be out but you being in the groove but see that's the thing so now they that's the reason why the psp report is so important because you know they want they want to make sure that you're actually on top of your game because you know you don't want to ever be off your game and then you ain't check something you got a leak or something happen now you call you cause a pile up someone dies all that you know comes into play when you out here you in these large vehicles man because uh they're dangerous and that's true brother because you know lights are important i mean i've i've been down the road with people and shit behind the the whole trail is dark and i'm like and riding three hours i've been three hours behind this drive he, he flowing because you know when you get behind a good driver you know how you you on the road with somebody and you find that partner that you can just run the road with and y'all stay together and y'all y'all moving down the road you find that good driver when y'all flowing y'all doing 70 miles you know together you know dragging off each other to save fuel because you know it's just the same way how they do a nascar how they drag off each other to save fuel so we do the same thing out on the road but i've seen guys that i've been behind and then the whole back of the trailer is dark like oh some guys just put on their four wetters because they're four ways because they know that they is messed up and i'm like yo you need to stop at a ta or a loves and get this fixed but that's the problem when we talked about the eld the eld has really screwed up the game that's why so many videos is so many trucks just parked all over the place because we racing against time like I, I watched this video of this guy he made a valid point he was like back in the day we didn't have any computers we didn't have any logs we just ran we were common sense drivers when we got tired pulled we over. pulled over and went to sleep and then you think about it you about to take a trip with the family you could sleep all night but then you get on that road and then you might after two hours you like yawning like oh, i need to take a nap before i keep going it's the same way with trucking it's, it's be able to be able to dictate and choose when it's time for you to sleep. pull over to sleep so it's not like hey i might drive 10 hours yesterday but i might only feel like driving four hours a day but i don't gain that time back so the government is regulated like yo you honestly if you want to keep you want to get close you got to keep driving they're like yo you if you you still got to keep driving so you can on. shut down so you but you still got to keep driving keep driving. Okay. <laughs> because you don't get that time back and that's one thing that we feel that we should get that time back it used to be a rule that time that if, you haven't used time that you haven't used it used to be a rule that if you only drove for eight hours because you can drive up to 11. if you stopped at the eight hour mark then when you do your 10 hour reset you only had to reset for eight hours instead of 10. so you can get back on the road in eight they stopped it used to be a rule where you could do a big day it's called a big day it's called the 16 hour day you can use it in one 70 hour week cycle can't do that anymore so like say for instance like oh i'm going to philly i'm like an hour away and I'm running close to my 11 o'clock. I use my big day, my 16 hour day to get the rest of those hours so I can get to the terminal and maybe get where I need to go. They stopped that. So they've changed so much where they just regulating it like, oh, there's so many trucks that's running out of time and they're parked anyway on the side of the road, which is causing a safety hazard. So now, I was up in I was up in Texas, bro, and I'm trying to tell you. I went to the I was like I'm gonna go to Walmart because you know Walmart is where truckers like to go and sleep at if they can't find a truck stop. I went to this Walmart in Dallas, Texas, and 
I rode through there. It probably was like seven o'clock in the morning. And I'm telling you, it's like six trucks outside. Why every truck had a boot on it? <laughs> what? A boot. Like, yo, these dudes were asleep in their trucks. They came and booted their trucks at night and had a boot on their trucks. Or sleeping in the parking lot. Sleeping in the parking lot. So Walmart don't even fuck with us no more. <laughs> like, yo, they like, get y'all. Oh, we don't fuck with y'all. Y'all messing up our parking lot. And the problem is, is because you got the nasty drivers. You got the drivers throwing piss bottles. Like, if you're going to piss in a bottle, I get it. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying I've had my times. You, you, you get stuck places. You got to pee in the bottle. But put that shit in the bag and put it in the trash. You know what I mean? They take it. They throw it in the parking lots. When they park on the curb, they throw their trash out the window. And that's why they're starting to crack down on trucks being parked on the highways and parked in Walmart. Because Walmart used to dedicate, dedicate it for truckers because they have their own truckers too. They understand. They understand. But now we got a new breed of truckers. They nasty as hell. They come in here. They throwing piss bottles, trash, all that stuff. Condoms when they in there doing their thing. I'm telling you, like it's everything in the parking lot. So like yo, there are boot trucks now. I ain't never seen no boot on the damn. Man, I'm gonna take a picture of it and send it to you. Like I couldn't believe it. I was just riding through, and the guy was just sitting there. Some guys were still sleep. Like they still had the curtains around. around. Like they whoever came in there and booted their trucks because you think about it, all they got to do is slide it through your wheel, the hole in your wheel. That's all they got to do is just boop, slide it through there, and it's locked on there. And that's how they got them. And they can't go nowhere. Yeah, I mean, in some states that's putting it on their windows. Yeah, it's getting ridiculous, you know. And I'm I'm telling drivers to do before we end this podcast. If you don't need to go to California right now, don't go to California now. Stop looking at the lows. Stop looking at the big pay. Look at the overall. Because California right now, going out of California, you're gonna spend a lot of money on fuel. You're gonna deal with a lot of DOT. And you're gonna deal with the weather. The weather is terrible going out to California. What do you mean by terrible? Snowstorms. You gotta go through. Like it was like, I think it was. I don't know. It was Nevada or something like that. It was a not Nevada. It was one of them states. Nebraska. It was one of them states. Trucks were stuck in the truck stop for four days because they couldn't get out. I'm like, it's trucks in the fuel aisle. Snow all over the place. Like they couldn't. Get there. So why go out there? Whatever happened to it never rains in Southern California. What happened? Again? It's snowing in California. <laughs> like that's that crazy. It's not happening. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, you got to deal with the car law. You got to deal with all that. You got to deal with everything. So I'm telling you guys, it's not worth it. Guys and female, stop trying to go after the big money. Sometimes you can take these little short hops because you go out there and you crash your truck. I just talked to a guy that just put a truck on the road and flatbed and and his driver just jackknifed the truck in mud because of the rain and the snow she tried to go over the thing and it cost them fifteen hundred dollars for them to pull it 10 feet <laughs> out the mud so stay in the stay in where your lane is at like right now let's let's wait a couple of months and then go out there and get that big money how much and is the nose in california though? Oh man, them loads going from East Coast to West Coast, some things like ten thousand. And how many days? Single, four days. Team, two days. Two and a half days, single about four, four and a half days. So you're kinda of looking at it like, okay, it's basically five thousand because you're gonna really calculate it if you're going back and forth, right? Correct? Yeah. I mean if you go from East Coast to West Coast, say we go from Maryland or DC to LA with the clock it's going to take us at least four and a half days to get there because you got to think you only can drive 11 so you really think you're really only driving 10 because in that 11 that's you stopping and doing you you got two hours two three hours to stop or whatever but you're only doing that so it's going to take you that but if you have a team you can do it in two and a half days a team can go out to California and turn around and come back. So team come around, come back. So you're looking at twenty grand. Exactly, and that's what everybody looking at that number. <laughs> yeah, 
it's a, it's 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 the number that like those low. I see them lows like eight, nine thousand, ten thousand. Like damn, that's some good money for a whole week. Yeah, you pay the driver. I mean, depending on how good you're running fuel, because you still got to pay the driver. You still got to pay for fuel, but you're still walking away part with like maybe about five thousand in your pocket as a profit. So that's good money profit 5000 profit after paying your fuel and your driver so everybody check out your PSP report and your NVR report cuz it's a difference the PSP report honestly is the most important report that you need to check out in your CSA scores because anytime you get pulled over by a police officer any and you got a CDL it's going to go in your PSP report even in your personal vehicle. So make sure y'all check that before y'all start applying for these companies, before y'all even apply for us. Check your PSP report and your CSA score. Try to keep it under 10 points CSA. And you will never have a problem ever of getting a job. I want to thank everybody coming out of this podcast. Make sure y'all check out that 18 wheel store. And we will see you guys on next Monday. Yeah, boy.